Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We want to uh, check in right at the start of the show with Adam Higgins, who writes on politics for the Irish Sun newspaper. Good morning to you, Adam. Good morning, Joe. Are they dancing the Taratella in uh, the Dáil and Leinster House and around government buildings this morning based on what uh, Neffet were saying yesterday at their first briefing for the media for a long time? Yeah, especially when it comes to the music industry. Everything seems to have changed very quickly in the past 24 hours. The the CMO's comments that he has no problem with something as big as Electric Picnic happening for vaccinated people only has really shaken things up. Originally, um, the Minister for Arts was due to meet with the music representations and, and events industry today. And it, the events industry had been calling for the likes of Stephen Donnelly, the Tonish, the Taoiseach to attend that meeting. Originally, they said they weren't going to attend it. Officials from their departments were going to attend. But after late last night, after the CMO's comments, very quickly, we all got a statement that said this meeting had been pushed back to Monday and the Taoiseach and the Tonish will attend. So things will be changing there on that. Yeah, well, that's fascinating because presumably the Taoiseach and the Tonish wouldn't be attending unless it was good news for the live exactly. event sector. You're dead right, yeah, 100%. I can expect there now a big announcement. And what I'd say they're pushing it back until Monday there for because we know Neffet are meeting today. They'll they'll finalise some advice for the government on this new roadmap we've heard so much about over the past few weeks. That advice then will go to the Cabinet Subcommittee, which is the, the three government leaders and a few select ministers that are involved in the, the COVID response. That, that sits on Friday. And then everybody else will get a look at it after the full Cabinet sits on Tuesday. So we're expecting a big announcement on Tuesday afternoon or evening. But I'd imagine they've pushed this music industry meeting back till Monday because they don't want things leaking out of that. They probably want to tell the music industry the good news that they're going to get to open up maybe quicker than expected and they don't want that to leak out until closer to the cabinet. The thing that is a bit hard to understand here is that you know pubs and restaurants have been allowed to serve the fully vaccinated indoors for a number of weeks and Electric Picnic did make this proposal a number of weeks ago that we can hold this festival and we can do it for the fully vaccinated and it looked as though there was no chance of that happening. Um, was the CMO and, and Neffet talking to the government behind the scenes or was this a bolt from the blue from Tony Houlihan yesterday? It seems very much to be a bolt from the blue. I remember in um, Neffet's last advice, which the government does publish after the after their the cabinet meeting to consider it, and the tarnish to or the the CMO spoke in the letter about how they felt more comfortable with fully vaccinated, and this was this was when it came to people sitting indoors at pubs and restaurants. Now, it's very interesting to see the comments from the, the CMO last night saying that they had no problem with music because that means could indoor music in pubs and restaurants, which we know we've spoken about several weeks ago, that the music industry really want that because it supports so many jobs. Could that have been happening the whole time? But Electric Peeling, as you said, they wanted to go ahead with just vaccinated people. Could they have given the green light to that last month? It's very interesting, all these situations that are and questions that will have to be asked now after the CMO's... Uh, Right. Kind of shock at voice last night. Yeah, because it kind of reminds you of the 200 outdoors that nobody seemed to know about until the issue over the Marion Hotel. It does, yeah, 100%. And, and, and the Attorney General has to be called in to clarify it. You'd wonder 
when was the last time the CMO spoke with the Minister for Health? They say they're regularly in contact. And if they're regularly in contact, are they talking about these things or are they just talking about the daily cases, the hospital numbers, things like that? You'd wonder what the communication is like at the top level between Neffet and the likes of the Taoiseach, the Tarnished and maybe the Minister for Arts. Stay with us. Adam Higgins writes on politics for the Irish Sun and Ronan Madigan's been crunching the COVID numbers for us very accurately, it has to be said, right through the last 18 months of the pandemic. He's on the line again. Hi, Ronan. Good morning, Joe. So I think a lot of us are trying to get our heads around the different signals here. You know, on the one hand, a suggestion that there won't be further easing until the end of September and the CMO kind of making that point yesterday, we need another four to six weeks to fully vaccinate the younger people, 16 to 29-year-olds especially. And yet he is saying at the same time, I'm hopeful I could see something that the Minister for Health yesterday was indicating, but more conservatively. But the CMO then saying, well, I could see restrictions lifted entirely well before Christmas. So what's really happening? I think there's a serious political row going on uh, in there at the moment. Part of the problem was Stephen Donnelly went on a solo run yesterday morning, uh, basically laying out where he thought restrictions were going to go. Uh, to do that just a day before Neffet meeting today to draft to probably the most important plan yet, I, I think the CMO was quite unimpressed by that. And along with that, I think Neffet are now saying, look, you can't be blaming us for everything. We never said that electric picnic or things like that could not go ahead. So I, I think Neffet has bounced it back to the government saying, you know, we're almost, we're tired of being the mudguards in all of this. You made the decisions on specific detail and now you need to own it. Right. The only thing is that the CMO and Neffet are supposed to be entirely data and science driven. Now, I'm not um, so naive as to not realise that there are human dynamics that go on here as well. But based on the figures what they are saying about the lifting of restrictions. If if I understand it, if I'm interpreting it properly, they are suggesting that whatever plan is produced, you'll be looking at easing, but only probably from the end of September. Is that right? That's correct. Even into the first week of October would be, I think, when we can start to see movement. And I, I think this is part of the trade-off. Yesterday, the CMO was saying, look, yes, we can have things very much closer to normal by Christmas, but we need six weeks. We need six more weeks to get more vaccines out, just to chip the scales again against the Delta variant. And that was the point he was stressing. Yes, we can do things, but we need this six-week window. And I think that was the quell some of the, the the noise in the media over the last week or 10 days expecting huge things to happen in the next couple of weeks. If the government does major movement in the next couple of weeks, it will be against the method advice and that could cause friction again. Okay, so are you suggesting then that based on the data that they've been producing, that it's your view that the advice after they meet officially today in Neffet and hand that official advice to the government will be more conservative than some of the things the CMO was saying at the media briefing? Uh, no, not necessarily. But basically, he's going to say we need six weeks and then we can really push on. And that the next six weeks are critical to get the, the 12 to 18-year-olds vaccinated and and protected, remember, because they, you know you need the lag time after your second dose. So, it, again, it's going to be a trade-off. 
uh, things can be done, but they need just a window of time just to get ahead of the Delta variant, which, by the way, has started to grow again in the last four or five days. So remember I told you last week uh, that they were getting kind of speed bumps with this one, and it had plateaued a bit last week, but in the last four to five days, it's creeping up again. Mm. Uh, also, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, only this morning again reiterated that people who attended the All-Ireland hurling final from Limerick and Cork in particular, he was emphasising those who may have been outside Croke Park and may have been in crowds or in crowded areas should seriously consider going for a COVID-19 PCR test, whether they're symptomatic or not. Yes, that would probably be sensible because if you just, again, based totally on the numbers, you know, you had 40,000 people in Croke Park last weekend. Our incidence case is 526 per 100,000. Uh, actually caught COVID in the last 14 days. So basically on those figures alone, there were uh, quite a number of infected people in Croke Park. Whether we like it or not, there were infected people in Croke Park last weekend. And it'd be interesting to see how much spread we get from that. Right. Uh, Professor Philip Nolan of Neffet, I mentioned that they spoke to the media for the first time in a while in terms of uh, an actual physical media conference yesterday. He's the man responsible for modelling and for predicting based on the data where um, COVID will likely go and what's driving it. Uh, here's a little of what he had to say. Like the age structure of our population is is particular in Europe. We There's only one country with a younger population and that's Cyprus. So the, like the median age in Italy is 47, Germany, Portugal, 46, Ireland, 38. That population is highly internationally mobile and globally mobile. So it's, I think it's somewhere between 14 and 17% of our workforce wasn't born in this country, and most of them young, uh, and they're not just EU workers. So there's a, there's a very significant uh, uh, level of international travel which has been mitigated to some extent. And then also our geography is, is where we're, our population density is actually high. You wouldn't think that, but it is. Um, and pretty uniformly distributed. So there's no natural fire breaks on the island. So in, in simple terms, if there's a huge outbreak in Paris, nothing, maybe sometime before anything happens in Bordeaux, uh, but if there's a very significant introduction in the border counties or, or Dublin, it's not long before that's spread countrywide. Right, that's Professor Philip Nolan trying to explain the differences uh, across uh, countries in Europe uh, and why we may have specific issues here in Ireland. Um, obviously, on the border counties, he says, and spreading uh, across as well. Now, Adam Higgins uh, of the Irish Sun, does this mean then that the government will produce a plan on the 31st, last day of August, next week, but that that plan may disappoint initially because it may not allow any real easing until possibly the end of September and then they'll give indicative dates into October and November? I think what you're going to see next week on Tuesday, probably at around 6 o'clock, the Taoiseach will do his live um, on the steps speech to the, to the nation through RTE. And what I'd imagine you're going to see is another phased approach. I can't see the government lifting all the restrictions in one go 
and this sort of because the Taoiseach has several times said there will be no sort of Freedom Day approach like there was in the UK to Ireland lifting restrictions. So I think what you're going to get next week is probably some sort of restrictions lifting or changing from next week or the week after. So that may be concerts or indoor music for vaccinated people only. I mean, pubs and restaurants are already operating vaccinated people only. If the CMO says there's no problem with music happening in those venues, then I can't see why the government wouldn't allow that to happen as quickly as possible. But when it comes to the four to six weeks that the CMO mentioned yesterday, I think that will very much be a kind of marker to, towards the end of the pandemic. So you'll see things like uh, the vaccination pass will probably be scrapped altogether because so many people will be vaccinated that it won't make sense to run that anymore. And you'll see other restrictions like maybe social distancing and mask wearing being a mandatory thing inside shops. I think they will start to change, but the, this government has very much been a fan of this phased approach. You'll remember all the different steps we had at the start, and then this year we've opened in this kind of phase, month-by-month process, and it has worked for them. So I think they will stick to that. So it won't be something like, you know, nothing next week, and it won't be everything in four weeks' time or six weeks' time when okay, we hit this but, new target. But, but I mean, for example, for a lot of people listening this morning, they might be wondering if they've been working from home when the return to offices will start? That's a good question. And I know from speaking to people within government that that is one of the things they are most keen to lift. And I think that situation could very well start from maybe next week, if not the week after, but there will be a date given for that end of the work from home call. It's something that the government are very keen to get rid of because they know a lot of towns and cities in particular, and Dublin is mentioned quite a lot, but obviously Limerick and Cork as well, when it comes to people returning to the offices to enable uh, the business that happens around those offices to, to boom again. Right. Uh, Duncan Graham from Retail Excellence Ireland is uh, also joining us uh, this morning alongside Ronan Madigan and Adam Higgins from the Irish Sun. Um, Duncan, I presume your members would welcome a return to office, which would mean more customers, particularly within cities for you guys. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Um, it's, uh, it's certainly been been difficult and uh, you know i think if you actually look at what's happened to retail since it reopened on on the may the 17th um it's actually had a reasonably buoyant time um certainly you know all of that money that we saved up at the start of the year is has, has, has certainly helped the shops uh, return to some semblance of normality but uh, you know it's been very patchy and if you look at uh, what's happened in our major cities with with no office workers um with a you know staggered approach to the opening of hospitality um, and also, of course, with, with no international tourists, um, it's really had a, a, a detrimental effect to, to some of our, our towns and cities across the country. But, uh, you know, so, so very patchy up, up right. to now. And, and are you worried, as fingers crossed, we return to a, a new normal, that um, as supports are taken away and all of that, that there are businesses that are clinging on who will go to the wall? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen it uh, over the course of the last year, haven't we? Um, in, in retail terms, we know that, uh, for example, uh, uh, 2,000 retail units during the course of last year shut their doors, uh, pulled the shutters down. Um, many of them won't reopen, or we didn't reopen. Um, some of them, some businesses have decided that they're going to trade purely online for a period of time. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been it's been difficult. And despite all the supports that have been in place over the period, and let's face it, they're, they're probably what's... They are the life supports. They have kept businesses 
uh, running. Um, when you do take those away, uh, you know, retail is going to be very fragile. You can't go through nine months of, of a lockdown for non-essential retail without really feeling the pain. And, you know, that's, that's uh, you're now looking at, um, at, at property owners looking for their rents, you know, understandably in some cases. Um, but, you know, retailers are not in a position necessarily to, to pay out on those things. So it's been a, a real challenge and will be in the future. Yeah. Uh, Ronan Madigan, um, what is your sense then of the plan that the government will announce? Do you think that we'll be seeing reopening quite quickly in September? Uh, there will be a certain amount, but it will be cautious. Uh, the T-shirt has, uh, you know, cautious is his buzzword in all of this. I, I think even on the side of the going back to work in offices, I think that would be a very careful and phased one and probably initially some kind of a hybrid model because they literally don't want to rush into anything. Remember, hospitalizations are still up 26% on last week. You know, you're 41 people a day now being admitted to hospital. And it's only 10 days ago we hit the 2000 mark in cases. So that is only just about to start feeding through. So you will see the hospitals getting busier. That will cause concern. Quite a lot of traffic through ICU. So I think it will be cautious steps for the next three to uh, four weeks at but, least. But bottom line is that uh, from political reasons and from what public health is saying, we will be back to normal, no reimposition of any restrictions across the winter. Uh, I wouldn't guarantee that at all. You I wouldn't guarantee that? It, That's what they're all saying. No. No, well, again, yes, and again, methods have, have gone off on tangents before. I mean, you recall back in late June when they, they were getting all excited at this, you know, things were looking lovely and rosy. And I said at the time they had called it wrong, you know, when they, when they thought that the Delta thing wasn't going to be an issue, and now it is an issue. So, you know, I think they need to be just a little bit more careful. The, you know, the, the, the hospital ICU figures are getting busier cases are still rising, albeit at a slightly slower rate, but you have a couple of things like all the activity last weekend and reopening of schools. The middle of September is still looking like a an awkward place for our health system and will be quite at its busiest. So right. I, I think there will be caution. Uh, and so finally, Adam Higgins, I mean, do you think that politically it once they, um, or, or they um, announce this plan and they kind of relieve us of the last of these restrictions, that there's any going back? I mean, politically even, can they reimpose any restrictions in the winter? Well, one of the key things that the, the Taoiseach and every minister you speak to is very keen to say uh, about these restrictions is that this time, once they're open, there's no going back. And they've said that time and time again, and they continue to say that even up to yesterday, the Minister for Health said something similar. But, I mean, it, this pandemic has changed so quickly so many times that I don't think anyone can give any guarantee that things will never lock down again. if they again. have to do that, do you think we're facing a general election based on public response? I don't know. I think you'll have to wait until something like that happens. But I mean, I can't see why they would shut things down again, because I mean, once everybody is, once this new target of vaccination is hit, that the CMO is going to agree with NEFA today, I can't see why they would ever close things again, because what would be the the situation that would relieve it, you know? Well, look, every situation, every country is different, but you look to Scotland and they have scenes that we had um, not too far in the past of ambulances lining up outside ICUs. I think they had their highest ever case numbers yesterday. 
and Nicola Sturgeon, the First Minister there, talking about the reimposition of, of some restrictions. So, you know, it is volatile, but it's very interesting to hear all of you this morning. And thank you very much uh, for your considered views. Uh, Adam Higgins, who writes on politics for the Irish Sun, Ronan Madigan, who's been crunching the COVID numbers for us throughout, and Duncan Graham from Retail Excellence Ireland. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.